really, I think, some valuable pieces of, uh, uh, of information, some foundational stones. Now, uh, I talked about last week that there are times um, we all need some foundation work, right? Um, we need to come, up, come in and, and, and uh, strengthen the foundation, make sure we're good. Um, sometimes the storm um, beats up on us a little bit, chips away, and so we need to have uh, uh, continual work done to make sure we're, we're on, a, on a good, stable footing. I remember years ago, um, we lived in um, a trailer house um, for a period of time, and um, you know, it's, uh, it's on wheels still, but they put this skirt around it, and uh, you know, they were okay until you were in a pretty heavy storm. Uh, anybody ever been in one of those that when a, a big wind was coming through and it, it shakes the house and you're, and you're just thinking, Lord, I am thankful that you are my anchor. And so uh, uh, sometimes we need that. We need those types of uh, moments in our life to help us to reestablish um, our foundation. And so for many of the topics we're going to be going through this summer, and I'm saying this summer because um, I have a lot of topics we're going to cover, and it's going to take a while. Um, for some, it's going to be reviews. For some, it's going to be a solidifying of some of the key areas. Just to give you a, just a glimpse over some of the things we're going to cover, we've got a slide here, uh, sin and salvation, water baptism, which after we get done with water baptism, um, uh, we're, we're actually going to conclude our service down at Washington Mill Launch, and we're going to uh, have a water baptism. So if you've not uh, gone through a time of water baptism yet, uh, or maybe you have in years past, but you're, God's leading you through a time of rededication and you'd like to go through that again, uh, you're going to be able to sign up and be part, uh, part of that. Um, so I'll, I'll let you know once we're going to have that set up. I'm letting the water heat up just a little more, um, being I have to be in there longer than the rest of you. So uh, just a little bit more heat is good. Um, we're going we're gonna to deal with talking with God, talking to God, learning to worship Hearing God's voice, God's word. Uh, what is God like? What is the church? Uh, telling others about Jesus. This is about witnessing. Victory and assurance in Christ. Uh, Christian unity. Baptism in the Holy Spirit. The gifts of the Holy Spirit. So these are just, just a real glimpse over some of the topics that we're going to cover. And, and some of our other leaders may be covering these as well. Now remember last week I told you that we're going to be putting together a panel that's going to be able to bring some insight into some of these topics, and it's going to be later on this summer, but as we're going through um, these messages, as I start dealing with some of these topics, if there is um, something that comes up that you have never heard anybody address and you'd like to have some insight into it. Um, we're going to give you a chance to write down some of those questions and turn those in, and we're going to address them from a, a live panel. And so it's going to be a fun time. I don't think we've ever done one here, um, but I'm looking forward to it, and, uh, and I know all of our staff will be once we get there. So, and I'll probably get Elaine up here, because she is a wealth of knowledge, so, Amen. I just throw her under the bus right now because she, you know, she, she loves that background ministry, you know, uh, and she'll tell you when you need to step up into other areas if you haven't experienced that yet, so. 
Today what we're going to deal with is, I think, a very important topic, and it's one that I think, regardless of how many times we address, it needs continual addressing. And that is the topic of forgiveness. Forgiveness is the action or process of forgiving or being forgiven. So it's a, it's a dual purpose thing. It's, it is involved not just with um, what we do to other people, but also what we experience from other people and from God. And there's an internal processing that we will deal with today regarding the topic of forgiveness that many people struggle with. We have all fallen short. You know, one of the things that I love about the Scripture is that, you know, it doesn't beat around the bush. It says, you know, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. We, there is no one that has not made mistakes in life. There's not one that is perfect, you know. Um, we may think that we are it. You know, we may, you know, I think what was the old saying uh, that we were the, you, you were the cat's meow, is that what it was years ago? Um, some of you are thinking, well, I wouldn't want to ever be referred to as a cat, but uh, I understand. I wouldn't either. But anyway, some of us think, you know, have thought before maybe that, man, I have arrived. And that's a good thought until you actually come face to face with your shortcomings. And uh, sometimes these types of messages in these services are powerful in getting us to turn internal. Now, I think we can have some good laughter moments in this, but I, I really believe that today is going to be one of those internal, uh, you know, digging in moments in our life. It's going... Um, there's going to be a commitment from you on the end. So you're looking at your notes section. Um, everyone should have the notes for today, especially that second sheet. Um, so, um, Kevin, if you would get those um, and make sure everyone especially needs that second sheet. I'm not telling you why yet because I don't want you to leave before we get there. So, but Kevin's going to make sure we get that. Um, while we're waiting on Kevin, and he'll come back in with those, and you can raise your hand, and he'll make sure you get those. Uh, I just want to say thank you to Tabitha. Um, she organized our volleyball moment on Friday night um, down at Delco Park, and uh, it was so much fun being out in the sand. Well, I wasn't in the sand, but I was out there with you guys and sitting and cheering you on. And it was just a great time. I loved all the people that came out, some just to watch and some to play. Um, and, and so I don't know how regular it's going to be if this is an every Friday thing. Tabitha, is this an every Friday thing now? All right. If you, if you come, we'll play. Okay. Now, number one, this becomes a point of outreach because invite your friends. You know, we want you to invite your friends out and, and be able to minister to them. And we're going to start adding some other pieces to it. Maybe we'll apply, you know, supply some water and different things. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are down there this whole time. And it's just going to be a great time. So um, 5.30 to 7.30, is that it? Okay. 5.30, Or, you know, some people were thinking it was a hard shutoff at 7.30. 
it was no hard shut off. But you can come and go as you need to during that time. You know, you don't have to play the whole, you know, two and a half, three hours, whatever they ended up playing. Um, and they, and they had people where you were rotating in, so you didn't have to be in the whole time. But it was a great time. So um, talk to Tabitha if you have any questions about that. But uh, I'm glad that we're doing it again. It was a wonderful time. And once my uh, wrist fully heals up, I will be back out there as well. So I just got to quit hurting myself, you know. Amen. <laughs> Thank you for all your support out there. I know, I know. I am glad that I am loved. So, so that was a thank you for filling in and getting those out there to everybody. So here, let me get back to where I was going now, now that you have your sheet of paper. So we've all blown it, right? Is there anyone in here? Let's just clear the room. Uh, has anybody in here never made a mistake? All right, we are in good company then. We've blown it. Now, Constance, be gentle. Uh, all right, so here's the truth, guys. Here's what we do. We like softening our words at times. We like saying, oh, I made a mistake. Um, it was an accident. You know, it's like a little kid, you know, going up and punching somebody. Oh, I'm sorry, it was an accident. I didn't mean to do that. I'm thinking, okay, what did you mean? Was that going to be a gentle love tap? And it just got carried away. <laughs> um, we soften it up and we use these words that we think are, are easier to say. But Scripture makes it very clear we have sinned. And for some reason, in the church world, we struggle with that declaration, I have sinned. We feel like, man, it just, it's a, it's a point of judgment. But it's not, a, it's not meant to be a point of judgment. It's, more, it's meant to be uh, just a declaration of what actually happened. God, God says it very simply that we have fallen short. We have sinned against God and others. I, I love the psalmist. Uh, King David in Psalm 51. It is, it is one of my favorite psalms because of the, um, the transparency, the, uh, um, the vulnerability of this moment in David's life. This was after his sin with Bathsheba and the um, setting up her husband to be murdered. He is confronted by the prophet and he has this moment before God. Let's, let's look into it just briefly here. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. You know, three different things that that David addressed there. And today we're not going to be able to break open all those passages, but transgressions, iniquities, and sin. And he says, I acknowledge my transgressions. Those moments that we infringe on, the, on other people's rights. I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, 
you alone only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden parts you will make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness, that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast away me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall show forth your praise. For you do not desire sacrifice, or else I would give it. You delight, or you do not delight in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise. Do good in your good pleasure to Zion. Build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you shall be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering and with whole burnt offering. Then they shall offer bulls on your altar. David was a man known uh, or referred to as a man after God's own heart. And it wasn't because David didn't make mistakes. Okay? It, It was because he knew how to come back to a place of, of right relationship. And see, and I think what David does is he sets the stage for us to understand that when we fall short, there is a path back. David committed adultery. David committed murder. And yet God had a path back. And so I think it's safe to say in this room that we have not fallen into that same level of committing murder. At least I don't think so. But even if you have, there is a path back. There is a path to come back into the presence of God and be restored into a place of right relationship. And I think that is such a valuable piece for all of us to understand here today, church. So as we begin to push into this moment, I, I, I encourage you, even as we, we dug into just a briefly on Psalm 51, I, I pray that you would allow God to begin to speak to your heart. Okay? So I know this message is not about hearing the voice of God, but here's what this is. This, the voice of God is this gentle nudging. It's, it's in a moment, all of a sudden, a memory will come to our mind. And so I encourage you, on that sheet of paper, don't, don't use up the first two or three, four lines, but down, further down, start writing down some of those things that begin to come to memory. Now, you're not going to have to turn this sheet in. You're not going to have to sign this. But we're going to deal with some things. So I just want you to understand, this is a time for us to uh, uncover, to reveal, to go deeper. 
Let's pray for a moment. Father, I pray today that your Holy Spirit would begin to um, peel back the layers that we have allowed to build up and cover those places in our life that we have sinned against you or against others. Help us to hear your Spirit in these moments. Help us to receive the gift of your forgiveness today as you begin to deal with these in our lives. We ask for this in your name. Amen. We cannot enjoy the full blessing of God if we are unwilling to deal with all the different levels of our lives. Now, you might think that statement is an absolute. It is. And I believe it. And I believe Scripture supports it. If you don't allow the Holy Spirit to begin to peel back the things that are going on in your life, you are not going to be able to enjoy the full, rich blessings of God in your life. When there is sin in the house, Scripture is clear, God cannot bless. Now we can, let me just be honest, we can still live a good life on this earth. You can still live in this earth in a manner that you think everybody will look at you and think, man, they're blessed. But they're not, you're not really blessed from God. You're just enjoying the bounties of what is provided for us here on this earth because we are who we are at times. You know, there are, there are outright sinners who live a very good life. <laughs> um, but they're enjoying all the benefits that they're going to get here in this world. You know, God's blessing is tied to our, His relationship with us. And our, our future, our destiny, is tied to our decisions that we begin to make today in the direction that God wants to take us. And so I want you to understand, I'm not trying to, uh, I'm not trying to bring a heavy uh, dose of judgment upon you. What I'm trying to do is get us to understand that there is a responsibility that each one of us take. Now, in, in our church, in this place, it is not your responsibility to come and confess all of your sins to me. Okay? Not only is it not your responsibility, it's really not my desire that you come and confess all your sins to me. Now, if you sin against me and God tells you to come deal with that, you absolutely do that. Um, but the rest of those things, I believe God gives us the ability to go to Him and address those areas in our lives and deal with them. And so I encourage you as we go through this that you do those things. I believe that God wants us as His children to walk in complete forgiveness. And, and it is something that we have to address daily. I remember uh, reading through the book of Job, and Scripture says that Job would go out and make a sacrifice every single day for the sins. Not only that he... <laughs> Was going to, or that his, he had made, but in, in case his children sinned in a way that he was not aware of. 
He wanted to make sure there was a covering. And see, and back then, the covering of sin was experienced through the sacrifice of an animal. So Job sacrificed every day to make sure not only he was covered, but his family. He wanted to make sure. And, and I know for me personally, there are many times throughout the day that I have to say, God, I sinned. Okay, I'm just going to reveal something I'm going to tell on myself a little bit, okay? I have this, this moment of anger at times when I see people run a red light. The other day I was driving down the road, and as I was going through the light, it turned red. I could see it above my head, it was going red. Three cars deep behind me still followed. And I'm thinking, Lord, get them. (laughs) Now, I'm just being honest. And then the other day, (laughs) I was going through, and, and I tried to get there before it turned yellow and did not make it. The light was a lot quicker. And I ended up hitting that light as it was going red and going through. And, and I knew yellow does not mean step on it, okay? I knew that. But I stepped on it, and I went through. And I'm thinking, Lord, forgive me. I just sinned against you because this is something that you and I have had this conversation with. And, and I felt immediately in that moment, I felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit in my life because I violated what God and I had already been dealing with as an issue. Now, it was, that was a minor thing. I know some of the things, well, that's just not that big of a deal. But it is for me. See, and the thing that I'm responsible for before God is the things that the Holy Spirit deals with me. I'm responsible for the things that are spelled out in the Word of God. But then as the Holy Spirit begins to reveal things to me, I'm responsible to make sure I address those. And see, and as you begin to grow in your faith and you begin to grow in your relationship with God the Holy Spirit is going to bring a level of conviction in your life in an area that He's going to say, I want you to step away from this because it's not healthy for you. And you may say, well, but these people are doing it. And and you're going to hear the Holy Spirit begin to say, listen, I'm not talking to those people. And if you want God's full blessing in your life, you're going to learn to develop that ear that hears those nudges of the Holy Spirit, and you're going to respond appropriately. And you're going to step back, and you're going to say, okay, thank you, God. I acknowledge my sin. It is ever before me. And so, church, I just want to encourage you. You might think, oh, that's a small thing. But there are no small sins. Do you you understand that? There are no small sins. Sin separates from God. Whether it be running a light or murder. Sin separates us from God. 
And so I want to encourage you as we get into this next, this next piece, this next moment, that you really allow yourself to reflect on the fact that there are no small sins. Or no small and no large sins. There is only sin. A lot of times we like focusing on the, the big elephant in the middle of the room that everybody knows. Some of you are looking around to see if I brought in an elephant today because I've been really good with my object illustrations. But I didn't, so I could not get one. I, I would have. <laughs> yeah, I could have brought a stuffed animal and then an elephant, and you guys would have just been, it's like, wow, thank you, Pastor. So, one more passage of Scripture we're going to look at. Actually, you, you know there's always more than one. But, um, but anyways, Proverbs 6, if you want to turn there in your Bibles or you can watch it with us on the screen here. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. Seven things the Lord hates. Now you know it gets pretty serious when we are told that God hates something, right? <laughs> God doesn't say He hates much. But there are some things that God hates. There are six things the Lord hates. No, seven things he detests. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that kill the innocent, a heart that plots evil, feet that race to do wrong, a false witness who pours out lies, a person who sows discord in a family. We're going to break this down real quickly here because I want to give us time at the end to really reflect on some of these pieces. Number one, haughty eyes. This speaks to of people who are, um, I, I, put, I was going to put prideful, but uh, I, I threw haughty in there again, and look down on others as if they are better. Um, so you are elevating yourself above the other people. A lying tongue is one that uh, the Lord himself cannot, you know, lying is one of the things the Lord cannot do, and he detest lying in us. I mean, it's pretty simple. We know what lying is, right? People say, well, it was just a white lie. It doesn't matter what color it is, okay? It's a lie. We act as if certain lies are better than others. You know? <laughs> yeah, some things I'm just going to go on, all right? We're going to get some, we don't need any more illustration on that. Lying is lying. Number three, hands that killed the innocent. The Lord values each life, and those who would hurt or kill an innocent one will not go unpunished. But um, sometimes we restrict this to a physical death. And, and we, need, we need to realize that if we use our words to diminish a child, uh, uh, someone who is um, at a level where they're unable to defend themselves. If we diminish them in any capacity, we are stealing life from them. And God holds us accountable to those things. So I just, I, sometimes we have to go a little deeper on these. But uh, God hates a heart that plots evil. This gives the thought of 
one who thinks of how he can hurt other people. Very simple. Plot's evil. They're planning to destroy somebody. Number five, feet that race to do wrong. It's not just the heart that conceives evil that the Lord hates. He also hates the feet that, of those people who run to be part of it. It's like some of the riots we've seen over the years um, as things have happened, as, as there's been an outrage, and all of a sudden you have people racing to do evil, to destroy, to hurt other people. So you have one, you have one act that was bad, and then we multiply that, And we destroy. God hates those who race to do evil. A false witness. Somebody who pours out lies. It's different from a lying tongue in that this is actually giving a false testimony. It it is presenting someone in a way that is not accurate or true to who they are. So it's worse than just telling a lie. You are, you are demeaning, you are breaking down the character of another individual for an ulterior motive. And then seven. Number seven is a person who sows discord and an evil. So he says, God said in the earlier part that there's six things that he hates. And then though he says seven... Number seven, he says, it, it, it really is one of those things that creates such a, an internal thing with him. He, he, he not just hates it, he detests it. There's this level of, of, of passion that begins to come out in this moment. Because an individual who sows discord in a family, he's talking about individuals who are intentionally allowing themselves to uh, mingle into whether it be a, a family unit or the church of God, because we're a family, to bring division. See, God wants His church to be unified. Listen to these two Scriptures. John 17.21 The desire is that they all may be one as Thou, Father, art in Me and I in Thee, that they also may be one in Us, that the world may believe that Thou hast sent Me. And so there is this, uh, this message that is being conveyed by God the Father that, or by Jesus here that as we begin to embrace this, this unity within that the, the love of God will begin to shine out from here and that people will begin to acknowledge who God is and who Jesus Christ is and that God sent Him. 1 Corinthians 1.10 Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. And again, the Apostle Paul is, is focusing on the body of Christ being unified. And so when, when we allow someone to, uh, or someone decides to get into the family unit, the body of Christ or an individual family, and begins to divide that family, Scripture says that God detests that. Because it is breaking up what God is trying to bring together. See, the enemy recognizes this one thing, that, that the body of Christ, if the body of Christ ever gets fully, completely unified, that there is nothing on earth that can stop it. 
One will put a thousand to flight, but two will put how many? Ten thousand. There, there is a multiplication effect that begins to happen in the body of Christ when we begin to, to be unified in our efforts and our pursuit of God. And when we allow division to be part of our practice, then Scripture says that we are doing something that God detests. So, that's the message portion that I have for you. T.F., you'd put on our music for us. Here is your portion that I can't do for you. I cannot give you a list. I mean, I could give you a list, but it's really going to be short, narrow. It's not going to be focused. I've got a statement here that Tia is going to bring up next. <clears throat> and I want you to put this on your, the top of your paper. Now, I told you to make sure you left that two or three lines. So, Tia, if you'd bring that next piece up. And it's this, you may decide to write it differently, and that's okay. But you're going to say, Lord, today I confess my sins before you, and I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to release me from these sins and help me walk in victory. And then I'm going to ask you to, underneath that, begin to reflect and ask God to reveal <clears throat> what sins that He wants you to deal with. Remember, there's no little sin and there's no big sin. There is sin. And so whatever it is, it may be Thoughts that you've had that have been inappropriate. It may be words that you've said. It may be actions. And today is not, you're not going to be able to resolve all those with all the people that may be involved. But what you do have the ability to do today is deal with it between you and God. And from here, you're going to have the opportunity to, to go and deal with those with people if that's where it needs to be. When you're done with this sheet, outside of our church doors, the main doors, I've got a metal trash can, and I've got, um, I'm going to put a couple lighters out there. Now, I'm, I thought I would protect all of you and not have you do it in the building. We've had some major fires through the years, you know, not my fault, um, but I wanted to protect you all from that. So I'm going to give you an opportunity that when you're done, um, you're going to be able to walk out there and in a final release, set that on fire and put it in the metal trash can. And take a moment and allow yourself to experience that, that release from these moments. Now, the Holy Spirit's going to keep in, in your mind all those things that you still may have to deal with people on. And you want, may want to spread out. You may want to find a, a private area in the sanctuary to pray and to write down. I don't know how this is going to fully end. Okay? 
I, I don't know if there will be a definite, okay, this is, we're done, you know. I, but I just know, in my, in my praying throughout this week, I felt like we really need to spend time to reflect on where we've fallen short, where we have sinned against God and against others. Because my desire is that you be free. So this music is just going to keep playing, and I just encourage you, write down the sins that the Holy Spirit brings to you, and when you're done, you'll be able to step outside and, um, and just burn those and release those things before God. And if God deals with you where there's someone here you need to take care of something, someone you may have said something against or you have a division with, I release you. Go talk to them and say, listen, uh, I have done this. I have sinned against you. Will you forgive me? You don't have to go in the detail, okay? This is not about rehatching. This is simply about saying, listen, I have sinned against you. Will you forgive me? And you release those things, okay? So we're just going to allow the music to play. I'm going to say one final prayer, and then you just go. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you that your desire is to forgive us as your children. I thank you that your desire is that we walk in complete and total forgiveness in our lives. And so today I pray you would help us to be transparent in our moment between you, us and you, vulnerable to you, releasing all the mistakes that we've made, all the sins that we've committed, and that we would deal with them. And as we do, Father, I pray that you would help us to walk in, in forgiveness today in a way that we have not previously maybe understood. And so, help us today, we pray in this, in your name. Amen. The music's just going to keep playing, and you just write, and you deal with it as God deals with you.